0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So hello again. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. In the short little few words that I said before the beginning of the guided meditation, I mentioned that poetry sometimes helps us to see things in a little bit different way, or maybe to see things that we wouldn't otherwise see, poking into the crevices of our hearts and minds and shining a light, and hopefully in a way that maybe has a sense of recognition, like, oh, yeah, I hadn't noticed that. So that's a little bit about what this poem is like. Maybe I'll read the poem or maybe I'll make a few comments before I read the poem. So I would say just in general, like this really broad brush about practice, Buddhist practice, this has a few movements, you might say, uh, directionality towards greater understanding of both ourself and others, but as well as this movement towards greater ease and well-being. And this movement towards the diminishment and elimination of suffering. So these, all these are happening together. This uh, with practice, and make another really big uh, generalization. I would say that there's these two primary types of practices, like subsets of practicing, and one is this cultivation, developing, building, strengthening. And the other is letting go, this releasing, shedding, renouncing. So we have both of these types of practices that help support these three different movements, this movement towards greater understanding, greater ease, and less suffering. So this poem, I think that uh, helps us maybe with uh, all of this. There's a way in which, and I'll talk a little bit more about this, but it helps with this uh, cultivation and with letting go. So the poem is by Lem Cise. The last name is spelled S I S S A Y. It's called Some Things I Like by Lem Cise. I like Rex. I like ex-junkies. I like flunks and ex-flunkies. I like the way the careerless career. I like flat beer. I like people who tell half stories and forget the rest. I like people who make doodles in important written tests. I like being late. I like fate. I like the way teeth grate. I like laceless shoes, cordless blues. I like the one-bar blues. I like buttonless coats and leaky boats. I like rubbish tips and bitten lips. I like yesterday's toast. I like a cold tea. I like reality. I like ashtrays. I write and like crap plays. I like curtains that don't quite shut. I like bread knives that Don't quite cut. I like rips in blue jeans. I like people who can't say what they mean. I like spiders with no legs, pencils with no lead, ants with no heads, worms that are half dead. I like holes, I like coffee cold, I like creases in neat folds. I like signs that just don't know where they're going. I like angry poems. I like the way you can't pin down the sea. See. Just, for me, I just feel so much delight with this poem. And maybe I'll clarify that the very last word, "see" is uh, the verb like to see, visualize. So I like the way you can't pin down the sea. And that's like the body of water, the ocean. And then the next line is just sea. So I feel like this is like an imperative. The poet is asking us to just see. And what is it that we're seeing? Well, maybe we're seeing all the ways in which we don't have unconditional regard for our fellow beings. Maybe we're seeing all the ways that our preferences like push us around. The things that we like and the things that we don't like, or we're always trying to avoid what we don't like and move towards what we do. And wow, how much of life's energy gets put towards or used up just to move away from the things that we don't like, or just even mildly irritating. And I have to say this poem is I just kept finding myself reading it over and over because I kept on finding all these little delightful things in it that I hadn't seen before. And I feel like this poet, Lem Sise, has this uh, not only the content of the poem, but the way there's this musicality. there's this rhythm to it that just uh, feels like it kind of feels like it builds up and there's maybe a crescendo. Somewhere in there, and of course, that's part of the way that I'm reading it out loud to you all. But there's a way in which it's written too, and where the line breaks are, it has this—I uh, don't know—maybe some playfulness too, maybe this uh, whimsy that we can allows us maybe to chuckle at ourselves, as opposed to maybe be filled with shame or something. To this recognition, like, oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, these are some of the things I actually don't like, and uh, here's uh, this poet just maybe highlighting that for us by saying that these are the things that I like. So maybe I will say that this, with regards to Buddhist practice, I feel like this poem is pointing to both cultivation and letting go. Maybe this cultivating the generosity of spirit this generosity of heart and mind that is more unconditional. That isn't setting limits on what our heart can hold. It isn't setting limits on what the mind can be open to. Instead, maybe the poet is pointing out all the ways in which we have set limits, conditions, yeah, I only like this, but not like that. But I feel like this poem is pointing to the possibility of unconditional warmth, care, kindness. And maybe that's why the poem like speaks to us. I'll say it speaks to me, partly for this reason. Just it points to the potential. For this unconditionality, this limitless care, warmth, respect. And I would say this poem is also, in the same way, maybe pointing to the same thing but using different language, it's pointing to the possibility of letting go of our preferences. I like this, I don't like that. This quiet expectation that we have that experiences things people please us or at least don't annoy us and then this openness this acceptance really only happens when there's not a strong sense of self when we've relaxed or abandoned or let go or softened the strong sense of me against the world us versus them, I versus you. When that has been let go of and softened, then everything, something that we can like, take delight in, or notice, see, as the poet's using at the end, see just to notice. So I would say part of the power of the poem is this unexpectedness. And maybe the sense of that it creates a sense of space. And when you hear the poem or read the poem, like, oh, yeah, I don't have to say that I don't like this or I don't like that. So here it is. I'll, I'll read it one more time. I like Rex. I like ex junkies. I like flunks and ex flunkies. I like the way the careerless career. I like flat beer. I like people who tell half stories and forget the rest. I like people who make doodles in important written tests. I like being late. I like fate. I like the way teeth grate. I like laceless shoes, cordless blues. I like the one-bar blues. I like buttonless coats and leaky boats. I like rubbish tips and bitten lips. I like yesterday's toast. I like cold tea. I like reality. I like ashtrays. I write and like crap plays. I like curtains that don't quite shut I like bread knives that don't quite cut. I like rips in blue jeans. I like people who can't say what they mean. I like spiders with no legs, pencils with no lead, ants with no heads, worms that are half dead. I like holes. I like coffee cold. I like creases and neat folds. I like signs that just don't know where they're going. I like angry poems. I like the way you can't pin down the C. C. I don't know. I just, I have a, just a feeling of delight. And I'd like to share this delight with you. And then maybe I will end our time together, these uh, five days of practice, the poetry of practice, with uh, another poem that I'd like to leave you with. This is a poem that also has some playfulness in it, some whimsy, and, but maybe some encouragement to, to help us practice with this unconditional noticing, this unconditional care, this unconditional warmth to fellow beings, fellow situations, to whatever life brings us. So this poem is called On International Kindness Day by Rosemary Traumer. Again, I'll say it's called On International Kindness Day by Rosemary Traumer. And it goes like this. Kindness went out and got itself a new engine. A twin-turbo premium unleaded V6 cylinder engine. Something with real oomph. Something that provides a bit of giddy-up when the going gets tough. Turns out, kindness likes horsepower. A lot of horsepower. Plus, it's sprung for direct fuel injection to maximize its power output. Everyone thinks kindness prefers things quiet and calm, but kindness is ready for action, ready to take on the world, ready to travel every back road, every highway, every main street, and get this ever-loving show on the road. There's a whole lot of work to do. I love this, kind of this idea, right, of kindness going out and getting a new engine. And maybe that's what practice is about. Maybe practice is about uh, getting a new engine for kindness. Kindness for ourselves and kindness for others. With some of this unconditionality sprinkled in there. Maybe I'll read this poem a second time. It's on International Kindness Day by Rosemary Traumer. Kindness went out and got itself a new engine, a twin-turbo premium unleaded V6 cylinder engine, something with real oomph, something that provides a bit of giddy-up when the going gets tough. Turns out Kindness likes horsepower, a lot of horsepower. Plus, it sprung for direct fuel injection to maximize its power output. Everyone thinks kindness prefers things quiet and calm, but kindness is ready for action, ready to take on the world, ready to travel every back road, every highway, every main street and get this ever-loving show on the road. There's a whole lot of work to do. And that, I'll end our time together. Thank you. Thank you for your practice, and for allowing me to join this sangha for these days. Thank you.